This is the John Oakley Show podcast. On an otherwise great day for talk radio. On another matter, though, I wanted to talk about this new report that's just come out from the C.D. Howe Institute that shows how money laundering, dirty money, is impacting the economy in this country to a severity and degree I guess many of us would be unfamiliar with or unaware of until we're told about it by the C.D. Howe's report uh, from Kevin Como. Kevin Como has joined us on the line to tell us what this is all about. Kevin, good to have you on The Oakley Show. Good afternoon. Oh, good to be here, John. John, and good afternoon to you, too. Thank you. Uh, now, when it comes to money laundering in this country, how big a problem is it? Uh, it's massive, actually. Um, it's uh, annually somewhere between, uh, well, first of all, you can't say how much money laundering there is exactly. What you can say is what's the magnitude of the problem, because it's an invisible crime. You can't say, oh, that's how many dollars there are. You can't track them. But the magnitude is somewhere between probably about a hundred billion to $130 billion every year is pouring into the Canadian economy, much of that from foreign sources. All right. So if it's laundered here, what impact does that have on our economy then? It has a huge negative impact for, well, particularly millennials. They're getting killed by this, but also for In what way? business owners. Well, so if you're um, a money launderer, uh, particularly an international money launderer, the one thing you don't want to do is be caught up by the Canadian banking system because our banks actually have terrific anti-money laundering uh, uh, systems. So if you go and buy a house here in Toronto or in Vancouver, you can do it anonymously by going through just incorporating a company because we don't have to disclose beneficial ownership for company ownership uh, and then buy uh, real estate in either of those provinces or anywhere in Canada and because we don't have to disclose beneficial ownership of houses. And so, but what those guys don't want is for you to find out who the real owner is, i.e. the guy who committed the crimes way back in some far part of the world, whether it's you know Russia, Indonesia, Pakistan. They don't want that money being traced back to them. And so... They're very happy leaving these houses vacant hmm. because they don't want to uh, go. If if they rent it out, the tenant would be paying by check or bank transfer through the Canadian system. And then the anti-money laundering rules that are really strong in Canada would click in. So now they're left vacant, which means that uh, that drives up the homes of, of Canada, um, Canadian real estate, particularly in the GTA and the um, Vancouver area. It also drives up rents because there's less homes that are available for the average person. Um, uh, and then it also hollows out the economy and really kills uh, small businessmen because there's no one living in these homes to go and buy groceries, you know, buy um, uh, different products that are offered, get their hair done, go to the theater go to restaurants, they're not there. All of the spinoffs. So if they're uh, ghost houses or whatever, are these people paying cash for them? Is that what they're laundering? So they are laundering the cash, but they they are still wiring this money through. Now, remember, money launderers, particularly from around the world, the money launderers have loads of cash. It's just dirty cash. Right. And so you need to realize that that dirty cash, when they first have it, is actually a liability. Because if they spend it, 
without first trying to launder it through a whole bunch of tax havens, it's easily traced back to them. Right. So, so what they want to be doing is sending it through a bunch of, uh, you know, tax havens around the world through companies and trusts, and then they have to park it somewhere. Well, they can't park it in their own country because if you come from one of these corrupt regimes around the world, and there's many of them, you always have the risk of those assets being confiscated by someone closer to power. So you send it into Western liberal democracies like Canada because we have a strong rule of law. No one can arbitrarily take away you know, your home from you. They have to have a reason. And since they can anonymously buy it, no one will ever suspect that it's owned by a money launderer. Kevin Como's on the line. He's uh, the author of a new report from the C.D. Howe Institute on the scale of money laundering that takes place in this country. You're saying, you know, our banking system is pretty rigorous and vigilant when it comes to these matters, and yet for this to be falling through the cracks, because what your report basically says is uh, it's called Why We Fail to Catch Money Launderers 99.9% of the Time. Uh, (laughs) That's not a good record. Uh, If the banks are good at uh, catching this kind of stuff or deterring it, uh, why is the government failing? So there's a number of significant reasons. First of all, we don't have a handle on the extent of money laundering. If you were just to Google FinTrack, right, that's FinTrack itself uh, is the Financial Intelligence Agency for Money Laundering in Canada. Just have your audience Google them right now. And on that website, it'll ask you to pick your language, French or English, click on your favorite language. And the very first thing that comes up will be a little blurb about um, about FinTrack and about money laundering. Click on the term money laundering, and it'll make a statement that says that criminal proceeds worldwide are estimated at $590 um, uh, to $1.5 trillion U.S. each year. <laughs> that number's from 1996. <laughs> we are more than 20 years out of date just from estimating what it is globally each year. The correct number is approximately a little over $5 trillion Canadian each year is laundered. The second thing that we've got wrong as a country is how you estimate money laundering coming to Canada. First of all, we think, well, we have a low crime rate and we have a low corruption rate. And since that's where money laundering comes from, crime and corruption, we must have a small amount of money laundering in Canada. Unfortunately, Money laundering also comes from predicate crimes committed all around the world, and that comes to Canada. And then this is what turns it completely on its head. They are looking for Western liberal democracies with a strong rule of law, like Canada has, in order to send it in here, as we discussed before, to protect their assets from arbitrary confiscation. Yeah, shields so and protects it. Money from around the world is coming to Canada. And why is it coming to Canada even more so than the other Western liberal democracies? Because compared to them, we have significantly weaker anti-money laundering rules. And that's the biggest problem. I'm tight on time, but Kevin, you do also offer up in your report uh, how we might deter this thing from happening to the scale that it is. And what are those solutions that you're proffering? There are two very significant ones where dramatically reduce the incentive for the world's money launderers to come to Canada. The first one is a publicly accessible registry of beneficial ownership for corporations, trusts, and real estate. That means that you just disclose who owns, who's going to be owning the real estate, who owns the company, who owns the trust. The second thing is to have 
declaration of beneficial ownership by all of our reporting entities. We have 31,000 reporting entities across Canada, real estate agents, law firms, accounting firms. They don't, all of them except for the financial institutions, they don't even have to collect beneficial ownership. And we have a crazy law in Canada, i.e. no law, that is if a money launderer fills out a form saying who is the beneficial owner of something, if he lies, no crime is committed at all. Even if he lies to the bank and the bank you know, has doing, done all this great stuff, but he lies to the bank and then later they find out he's a money launderer, you can't send him to jail. He hasn't done anything. That lie is not a crime in Canada. So what we're saying is make that a criminal offense. Attach significant sanctions to it, i.e. high fines, and at least some time in prison. That way, now our RCMP can use that as a leverage. Now we don't have to trace it all the way throughout these tax jurisdictions. Now we just have to say, you lied about beneficial ownership, okay? This Because they're going to use a nominee. They're not going to tell us their real name. Now, nominee, tell us who the crooks are that you're laundering the money for. And that'll revolutionize money laundering or anti-money laundering laws in Canada. And that will close a loophole of numbered companies or shell companies uh, because you'd still... Absolutely. Yeah. Exactly, John. You've hit the nail on the head. Fascinating. Uh, well, I, I guess, you know, we'd hope that the government would hop to it. Uh, will they take their cues from your report? Are you confident of that much? I think the government of Canada really cares about this. I hope that they take this report and, uh, and move forward with it as quickly as possible. All right, again, the report, Why We Fail to Catch Money Launderers 99.9% of the Time. Uh, it's not a stellar track record. Thanks for bringing it to our attention, Kevin. Really great report. Thank you, John. Kevin Como again with the C.D. Howe Institute. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.